Many musicians have rolled through here. Many motorsport stars, many celebrities, many actors, including this guy, Ben Barnes. You know him from Shadow and Bone, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Punisher, Westworld. He's got a new EP out called Songs for You. Dude's got some pipes. Holy smokes. Looking forward to this. And, and don't be surprised that this guy, actor and singer, Ben Barnes, knows a little bit about automotive, fast cars, and Stigs. Ben Barnes, now. I am a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a motorhead. I've definitely seen every single episode of Top Gear that has ever been uh, <laughs> oh. has ever been ever been produced. So so I do love all that, and I love all the motor challenges and stuff. I've never fully got into uh, Formula One, but I do know that Lewis Hamilton was staying down the street from me uh um a little while ago because uh he was doing like instagram posts of the 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 view in los angeles i was like that's my street (laughs) (laughs) you should have said hey tea tomorrow morning yeah exactly (laughs) well let's jump on that ben barnes joining us here in the freak nation actor and now a hell of a singer joining us here in the lucas oil studios and and ben you're, you're talking about Top Gear, you're talking about Lewis Hamilton, Formula One. And when you talk about Top Gear and you say you've watched every episode, you don't just stumble on that for three or four years. I mean, that's legit viewing for somebody that's got some motorhead inside of them. That's it. Yeah, it's a a commitment. I just think I, I always I've always sort of said that it was the best cast show ever, you know, uh, just um you know, originally with with um, Clarkson, Hammond and May, just like the way that their chemistry that they have between the three of them and their just like shared passion. And I think like that's that's the thing that I respond to most in life. I think just being around people who have a, a very like intense passion for, for something it doesn't even matter what it is. And I love watching people do the thing that they do well, the thing that they do the best, whether that's someone dancing ballet or, or driving a Formula One car or or, or you know, cooking an Indian meal, whatever it is that like <laughs> gets the blood pumping through their veins like that. that I, I kind of, uh, I respond to that very kind of um, intrinsically and vividly. All right. So getting the blood pumping through your veins, people know you on the small screen, the large screen, and now they know you in music. That is your true passion, is it? It is. Absolutely. I think, I think storytelling is the thing, like sharing, sharing stories and understanding people as best I can is kind of my, my passion. And I think, you know, playing lots of these different kinds of characters through the years, whether there's kind of psychotic villains or, uh, or whatever it is that they might be, um, you, you know, trying to, trying to kind of view the world through different lenses and understand the world through different people's perspectives is interesting to me. And then I think, you know, more recently with the music trying to express you know my personal and intimate reactions to 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 things in the world as well in a sort of more kind of um you know just this authentic and intimate kind of kind of way sharing something of myself rather than you know kind of trying to understand the world through other people's eyes okay that's that's something that i wanted to touch on with you as well because when you are acting you are you are repeating words that someone else wrote. You're interpreting someone else's character that they have for you versus your music. It's coming straight from your heart. It's coming straight from your mind, straight from your gut. There's no interpretation needed. It's it's so natural. So when it comes then to combining the two in music videos, how do you avoid conflict with whoever has the vision of your video with your words? That's a good, that's a good question. I, I think we avoided it on the first one by it being my vision for the video. And, <laughs> uh, I, I sort of managed to employ the skills and, 
and talents and passion of, of various like directors and, and actors and crew members that I've worked with before so they could kind of help me bring my my vision of telling that story so I wouldn't ha really have to do any acting I could just sort of tap into things that were that were sort of from me um and then the second music video I did I actually got a friend who who pitched the the, the concept of the video but then we worked on it together so that it you know I wanted it to feel honest you know I think because the thing about seeing that passion in people is that it, you have to be able to feel that it's that it's honest and and um and I think with with this music stuff with from the lyrics to the to writing the chords to working with the producers and the instrumentation all the way through to um kind of curating the videos and and editing the shots together I wanted it to feel like it came from something real because I think when people listen to music they ascribe it to stories in their own life they don't care about what happened yes. to you they care about how it makes them feel about the people in their life and how it helps them relate to their heart and their guts. Love it. Ben Barnes, I, I crash stole my question. So I got to go oh, sorry. A further down the road here. <laughs> uh, I fell in love with a song you did, Leon Russell's song and Donny Hathaway sort of took it as his own, a song for you. Uh -huh. well, you mentioned the uh, video there. That video was just a simple you at the piano singing. Uh, was that the best way to tell that story without getting involved in a whole bunch of other locations and scenes and other things? Just you talking to anybody. Oh, you mean, do you mean when I, when I like covered that song? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, you know, I, I kind of was dipping my toe in the water of, of, of kind of the music arena by by picking just songs that mean something to me you're picking the songs that have chimed with me that that I've kind of related to through the years and and just singing them at my piano to see what people's reactions would be and they they went all the way from oh you have a nice voice you know to you know oh can you try and cover this song all the way through to like where's the damn album give us the album <laughs> you know there's, there's like tweets and gifts with you know with that stuff on it with people waiting for Beyonce's album and I was like yeah they're right where is it like I don't want to end up like 85 years old and and not having done this I, I I just I sort of promised myself to prioritize doing it so no one can ever take away that I didn't do it and shared something of me because life's too short not to do that hold on a second though is that your best interpretation of we wacky Americans where's the damn album no no there's a gift there's a there's a there's a thing on Twitter for famous video of this uh, of this man who's like standing outside a record label waiting for Beyonce's album and that's an impression oh, <laughs> nice yeah, well, right, then it up. do you know I've just remembered something about Formula One huh? I've just remembered something about Formula One yeah in that I did a short um a short film about Formula One as a sort of tester to see whether there could be a show about Formula One and I went to Miami and I was playing like a rather villainous kind of uh well, not villainous, but but kind of like not very pleasant British uh, race car driver. And then there was a uh, good friend of mine, Alex Gonzalez, was playing a sort of heroic Spanish Formula One driver. And it was a, it was it was a it was just a passion project, I think, for somebody. I, I was only on it for a couple of days, so I'd forgotten about it. But um, it was uh, yeah, it was it was a sort of a, like a tester to see whether it was feasible to make like a drama show about 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 Formula One. Um, How many years ago? I remember must have been six or seven but it never oh, wow. it never it was just yeah. for uh, promotional like pitch purposes it wasn't ever supposed to be seen it was just supposed okay. to be 
kind of used to 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 kind of pitch studios to say, look, we could make a show about Formula One. But obviously, like I would love to see, like I like obviously a lot of the documentaries and stuff recently about you know Formula One and Netflix and following mm-hmm. stuff. Because as much as I haven't really got into the races, I love the behind the scenes of everything. Um, so. Um, you know, making an actual like net, like a, like a dr- drama show about like Formula One drivers, I thought, I thought was like a really cool, I thought that was a really cool uh, idea if you could make it grounded. But I think the feasibility of like showing the races and the expense of all that is, yeah. in the end has always proved a bit too difficult for people. Stat, I know you have one more question, but you know, I've got to ask this, ask this question. Were they asking you to play Ralph Schumacher? Oh, Schumacher. <laughs> 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 oh, stay away from the guy's an ass. No, Dude. it was all made up. It was made up. <laughs> you had to go there, though, didn't you? Oh, but his you? brother, his brother Michael Schumacher, is one of the greatest the drivers in history. Time. But mm-hmm. his brother Ralph Schumacher, if you see anything with Ralph <laughs> Schumacher, he's Ben, not your, he's not your favorite. I can tell. No, <laughs> I'm using my Spidey senses of deduction to to to, to, to use. I'm Sherlock Holmesing that he's not your favorite. And yeah, those senses that he learned in Westworld. Although that, that applied directly to, to what he just said. Boom. Dialing up my intuition. <laughs> Let, let's go back a little bit to the music, because I fell in love with a couple of the things that you did. What kind of music influences did you have in, in the 90s? Uh, was a heavy R&B influence on a lot of people. Did that hit you the same way that it did others? Yeah, I think I think when I was you know when I was a kid, I was my dad's record collection. It was all like seventies bands, sort of um, you know the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and the Eagles and all of that stuff. And I, but I would always rummage around in the back of his vinyls and find the Stevie Wonder, the songs in the Key of Life, the the you know I'd find the um, you know the Doobie Brothers and I, I I loved Queen. And then when I started like playing instruments and and having music teachers who I was fond of and they knew what I was into they would be like listen to this Donny Hathaway record listen to mm. Chuck Khan listen to Etta James listen if you this is what speaks to yeah, you James. Stuff. And, and you know I think like you know I've got a picture of like Ray Charles right there mm. in my kitchen like it's it's like that's the stuff that I love but once it's passed through the filter you know all kind of sprinkles in the pot it's so you know when I released my song rise up i was like i want the strings to be lush and big like like georgia you know, you know like i mean ray charles is georgia um you know there are moments in 11 11 my first song that i released where there are these sort of harmonized guitars and i'm like oh that sounds like that sounds like queen that sounds like you know just a little a little you know a seat seasoning of this stuff i i because i didn't aim if i aim to try and sound like ray charles i'm gonna fall short you know what i mean so um uh so i think that you know you got to, you can only aim to sound like you but but it's going it, it's necessarily influenced by everything you've ever kind of kind of listened to and i called the 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 record songs songs for you partly because because of my love of donny hathaway and that recording of that liam russell song hmm. so let me go back a little bit more go a little deeper dig a little deeper on what crash asked you you come at a lot of this stuff, and you kind of hinted at it there, where all of this has a, an impact on you and everywhere you've been, and all of the success that you've had in uh, uh, film and TV, where people are directing you. Did you take those influences and say, "All right, uh, I got stuff in here that can't sit back any longer, and I'm taking all the filters off"? 
I've got a, a different, unique sound now, and it's time for the world to hear it. I think, I think, yeah, there's something about the way you phrased that, which, which makes me f- feel something very sort of vulnerable, which is, which is actually, I tried to do this about 20, over 20 years ago, and, but I was interested in sort of making music, and I didn't know what I sounded like. When I was at school, I did these like Stevie Wonder soul nights. I did Frank Sinatra tribute concerts. <laughs> when, in my oh, wow. acting career, I've played like train-hopping Americana folk singers in a movie called Jackie and Ryan with Katherine Heigl. I've sung... 20s jazz in easy virtue i've sung ridiculous 80s glam rock in killing bono but it's never me it was never <laughs> my voice it was never my message it was never my life that i was singing about and it, i just reached a point i think during the pandemic i think a lot of people were focused on you know if you take away my identity if you take away the things that i have to look forward to and the, the structure to my life and all of those things what am i left with and actually i was left with some of these what I was left with was time to, to to sort of exactly what you said, like find my sound, my voice, my messaging and, uh, you know, and my kind of thematic through line of, of hope. And I think I've been drawn to, 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 to movies and TV shows about hope. And I think all my songs are like very like hopeful in nature. And I think that that was kind of re- I realized only at age 40 that that is kind of my like defining characteristic. And one more here on that line, you spent time as an actor uh, trying to relay somebody else's vision, whether it's a director or a writer, an editor or producer. When you got into the studio with your own music, did you find yourself trying to be that kind of influence on everybody else or maybe even on yourself to uh, go to a vision that you had 20 years ago and now after washing it through all these filters, you feel strong enough to present it. Yeah. What you said in the last question about, about taking the filters away is actually more what it felt like. So yes, of course I would work with these great producers um, uh, who would help me with the instrumentation and and the connections and and how to get the music out there and everything. But um, it was about taking away the edit, taking away the direction and the script and all of those things and having it be as, as sort of direct and pure as it, as it could be. Um, but I, but I still, you know, like I do with really good directors on, on movies, you know, really, really good directors also know when the best idea in the room is not theirs. Hmm. So it was the same for me with the producers. If they're like, you know what, we should, we shouldn't have brass on this track because it's, getting muddy and heavy and you know and I'm like yeah okay you're, yeah I think I think that's right play it to me both ways and then yeah no they're right so so I think it's like that it's 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 more of that navigation like like you're saying yeah but I loved I loved that part of it I loved, I loved being able to have to be involved in that in that process and 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 hear people's uh perspectives and use people's talents like the str- string arrangers the brass arrangement why you know, to my to some friends, I was singing backing vocals or whatever. They put their little their little vibe on it, and it and it it's better because they poured something of them into it. Freak Nation, you know him from The Punisher, Westworld, Shadow of Bone, The Chronicles of Narnia, and now you know him for his voice. Uh, ben Barnes joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios. What hey, what are you driving around the streets of LA right now, Ben? Do you know what I've got? I've I've actually uh, uh, I've been driving a, a very old Range Rover because I'm a Brit in LA, and everyone's car is supposed to be too big in in LA. But um, 
but I've 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 recently had my eye on the uh, on the uh, the Taycan, the, the electric. Whoa, the electric Porsche. I just think it's very beautiful. It reminds me of an Aston Martin, but you know, because I I love all that old school James Bond, Aston Martin kind of styling. But I think the Taycan is one of the most beautiful cars that Porsche have come up with. You just can't. An English person saying Aston Martin, and that's how you're supposed to say it. I know. We say, can't We can't even try. Say Aston Martin one more time, Ben. Aston Martin. Yeah, see? <laughs> Damn. If someone would just give me that that elusive DB4 that is just like that car that is like you can't even, like you've never even seen one, but they're like you've just seen pictures and they make you drool a little bit. Like. <laughs> yep. Well, buddy, thanks for doing this. Good luck to you, man. We'll we'll have this uh, video out on all of our social platforms and run the audio on the national radio show Sunday night, man. And we'll let uh, Amanda know and you know via all the social media platforms, buddy. Thank you for doing this, man. Great to talk with you guys. This was great. Thank right. you very much. All right, man. See you. Have a great day.